Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the kickoff. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind edge. The definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Nazareth, has several decades of fantasy football experience. His website, ffmastermind.com, offers comprehensive fantasy football information, including a preseason drafting strategy guide and weekly in-season fantasy football newsletters. The Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge offers fantasy football picks to click and play. The latest NFL news and much, much more each week during the fantasy football season. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. You lose! Good day, sir! Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. Michael Nazareth. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to 2023. Yes, this is August 2nd, 2023. A full seven-plus months since we last spoke to you last December. Football's almost back. Training camps are here. And this is the opening episode of Season 16 of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. My name is Michael Nazareth, and I'm co-host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast of course and with me once again another year under his belt ready ready to go to war <laughs> ready to go to battle giving you all the good inf- information you need for fantasy football in uh these days uh my very good friend and great uh fantasy writer uh very big contributor to the site chris rito how you doing tonight chris very well sir very well i, I don't know about going to war i mean this is fun right i mean we get to you get to just uh, think about and talk about fantasy football and NFL football. And going to war sounds dangerous and unpleasant. This is this is great. I enjoy doing this. Even even uh, when we get to put in a lot of work uh, to get ready for this podcast, it's always a lot of fun to uh, to really dive into the details and, and to make some predictions and to stick our neck out uh, either in preseason or week to week and uh, have some fun with it. I say going to war because uh, it felt like a war last night. I had uh, only my second live draft. Yes, I'm already drafting live with our uh, 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 great uh, uh, partners and, and, and sponsors of the show, for the Fantasy Football Players Championship, FFPC, myffpc.com. Check them out when you can. But I've been playing in their high-stakes events for uh, more than a decade, and I uh, had my pros versus Joes draft. I was uh, fortunately be selected one of their pros. A 12-team uh, uh, PPR draft. Uh, I was drafting out of the nine-hole last night, and it was a best ball format, slim format, where we weren't drafting uh, kickers and defenses. So I was drafting uh, guys late in the draft that were rookies or people that probably a lot of people never even heard of, like the uh, the rookie Puka Nakua over for the Rams. And uh, it, it did feel like a war trying to figure out uh, who I was going to draft at the very end. That's why we do these. We do all these practice things. Of, oh, this is the real thing. Uh, I, it's good to get one under your belt immediately, and I was relieved when the thing was over, but excited at the same time. And I can't believe I'm excited. This is year 28 of Fantasy Football Mastermind ffmastermind.com, and, and it just never gets old. Uh, like, like you, I'm excited about the coming season. This is our quarterback show. 
So we're going to dive right into the top ten quarterbacks, uh, as well as some uh, sleepers and overrated guys and creepers and such. Um, and uh, it's, it's just been uh, a joy for that. Uh, on a serious note, I do want to wish uh, staff uh, writer, senior staff writer John Cooney the best in his uh, health battle. Uh, he's currently in the hospital. Uh, we're all pulling for him. Uh, you know, um, this kind of puts everything in perspective that uh, fantasy football is just a game. And for other people, it's a hobby. It just so happens to be my livelihood. But still, uh, uh, staff writers like Chris here and, and John are, are like family to me. Uh, and I'm uh, certainly pulling for the best. Prayers out to John and his family and uh, for a swift and speedy recovery. And you're in our thoughts and prayers and such. And so uh, with that, let's get right to the news and notes. A lot to talk about. We are keeping to the 30-minute format. We might go a little bit long. If you're listening to us live, you might get cut off at 30 minutes. If so, then you can uh, wait a couple of minutes and then uh, go online, uh, either on your iTunes, download the podcast, or the link straight from our website and listen to it fast forward to the end, and you, you got all the good stuff at the end of the podcast. Anyway, the first uh, part of the news and notes uh, uh, that we want that I want to touch on, a quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, top top five guy last year. I have him <laughs> on my dynasty team. Uh, you know, I've been uh, really pushing people to draft him, wait a little bit, uh, a little bit of a different approach this year in the guide. Uh, not so much running backs heavy so much, but uh, I do like Joe Burrow. He suffered a serious uh, calf injury a week ago, and it looks like he's going to miss all the preseason and such. So I wanted to get, uh, Chris, I wanted to get your thoughts. If if you're thinking about drafting a, a top five guy, but you don't get one of the top three guys, assuming that's uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, how does this affect uh, your your uh, drafting or your, your thoughts on Joe Burrow for fantasy? Well, we'll talk a little bit more about Joe when we get to our, our top ten rankings. But uh, I, I actually didn't have him in my top five already anyway. And this and, and he was kind of like just a cut below some, a few other guys. And this makes it a little a little more con- convincing to me. Um, I think what it's going to do is I mean he's not going to be able to even practice for for at least another three weeks, which means he could be looking. You know, we're five weeks out from the season. Um, he might not practice right up until the start of the regular season. So that, in my opinion, it means he's probably going to start slow. He's probably going to start. Uh, they'll be a little conservative with call runs and rollouts just to make sure because he's obviously, you know, Joe franchise for them. Um, I don't think this really impacts the value of the receivers per se, but I think it does impact the value of Joe Burrow. He's a gamer. He's going to be out there playing, but but the coaching staff is going to dial it back a little bit. And not again those those planned and scheduled rollouts and, and runs, especially at the goal line. He's really good with the play action and then uh, to uh, play fake and running it in for, for touchdowns, three, four, five a year. I think that's going to be curtailed, especially early in the season. So his value might drop a little bit. He might be a little slow fantasy-wise coming out of the gate. Okay, well, we will talk more about Joe in our rankings update. Let's get to the next note here. Jonathan Taylor, this is in the part of your ten- tar- part of the country, uh, Chris, uh, Indianapolis. Uh, looked like he was just going to play out his contract, uh, you know, be nice about it and everything. And then the whole thing blew up with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs leaving town here in Vegas. He's gone. Uh, he's still unsigned. Uh, Barkley did end up signing a one-year deal with a little bit of a, of a signing bonus and uh, incentives. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor uh, had a big meeting with owner Jim Mersey in his bus and came out of the 
out of the bus and, and wants a trade. And, and Ursay not only said he wasn't going to trade him now, he's not going to trade him in October, and then basically went off on a rant on Twitter saying that uh, Johnson Taylor should be uh, feel privileged that he's in the league and that when he's gone, it, it, the league's going to move on, and it's not a big deal. So what's, what's your fantasy thoughts on, on, on Johnson Taylor? Uh, it's kind of a mess. What, what's, what's your take on the whole thing? Yeah, it is kind of a mess, and it's certainly blown up, and it's been a hot topic, especially around here, as you would imagine. But i got to say, I really think that it's as, as scary as this sounds for all the, the, the seemingly negative rhetoric, I think it's being blown a little bit out of proportion. Jonathan Taylor has always been a real upstanding guy. Very, And he said, I'm going to play out my contract, assign a contract, I'm going to honor it. Um, I don't think he's going to hold out. Um, and, in fact, if you look at most of the negative rhetoric that's come out, both leading up to and since that meeting with, with Mr. Ursay, mostly come from his new agent, who's very inexperienced. And he's saying a lot of things which just don't make a lot of sense, you know, when you don't have leverage already being a running back in this market, being under contract. So I don't think he's – I mean, I think he's unhappy. I, don't, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't think he's at any risk of not playing. I don't think he's at any risk of, of holding out. I don't think – frankly, I don't think he's at any risk of not getting a big extension from Mr. Ursay come the end of the season. He just doesn't like to do extensions before contracts are done. And I and I don't I don't really blame him in, in the current market. So I if you're thinking about Jonathan Taylor, I would not move him down your draft list and other people will, so maybe you can take advantage of a little bit of a discount. Yeah, so I was gonna say you buy on the dip in this case. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So he's already reported to camp. Uh, some people said that was a mistake, but he did, and they put him on the pup list with the ankle uh, coming off the ankle surgery. There was some talk about a back issue. He he, he said, hey, uh, never mentioned anything about a back pain or whatnot. Um, you know, that would really inflame the situation if they wanted to try and move him to the NFI list and, and not pay him, but I don't think that's going to happen. We shall see, though. Another Running back, that's, of course, uh, is it, it, interesting here is that Josh Jacobs uh, flew out of, out of Vegas. Most people come to Vegas. <laughs> he flew out of Vegas. He's still inside. Uh, now the uh, Raiders are saying that they're open to doing something a bit of a Barkley deal or whatnot. But people think that Josh Jacobs is still going to end up uh, coming in and signing at the last minute before the season and starting. What's your fantasy impact on his situation uh, for uh, 2023, Chris? Yeah, I think here's one that I was more concerned about becoming a holdout, a legitimate holdout, maybe even into the regular season, just because of all the negative stuff that's come out of Jacob's mouth himself, even going back to last year when they didn't pick up his fifth-year option and made him play it out. Uh, you remember he played it out, but he ran like a man possessed a lot of the years, so he was kind of, kind of yep. pissed off last year, quite honestly. So I think he's going to still run with a chip on his shoulder. He may, at most, he'll sit out up until he can't afford to sit out, you know, to, to lose this season, this accrued season. But I, like, I, like you said, he's going to come in. He's going to play. At worst, he's going to miss a couple of games a la Emmett Smith a few years back <laughs> uh, just to make sure he can still play. But he, it does lower his value. I had the option of, of – I had Chubb, Barkley, and Jacobs on one of my teams. You can, I can only keep two of them this year. It's a great draft last year. It's a great trade. But I had these three guys, and I traded – Jacobs and kept Barkley, even though they were both holding out, because I figured he was the one more likely to continue to hold out or to, or to get a raw deal. So far, it's looking like the right call. Yeah, I, and I'm just looking at where Josh Jacobs went in the draft last night. He went 3-5. So there are a lot of people thinking he's going to play an entire season. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards that, too. Uh, I don't know if he's actually going to miss any games at all, but, you know, we'll see. 
you know, uh, we'll we'll see, I guess. All right, uh, just today, Alvin Kamara, another uh, uh, running back with another issue. Uh, this is a legal type. Uh, well, he settled his case in court. Uh, it's not going to be uh, charged. Uh, um, and, and also he agreed to pay some amount of unknown money uh, to uh, make the civil suit uh, against his uh, beatdown, I guess, <laughs> of a person here in Vegas that happened two years ago. And he met with uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, last night, and he expects to be uh, suspended. I'm assuming or guessing it's going to be about six games. Uh, I don't know. What, what's your take, Chris, on how this is, and how does that affect your, uh, your thoughts of him fantasy-wise? Yeah, I think six games is probably the high end, quite honestly. Um, if you go back and look at what Goodell has suspended people for, for violating the personal conduct policy in the absence of, of any particular, um, you know, charges or, or being made, you go back to like Dante Fowler. He was a, a repeat offender, three off-the-field incidents, including battery. He got one game as a repeat offender. There's several that have only got one game. The ones that have got multiple games have tended to be things that involve drugs or violence against women not violence against other men. So um, I think one game is a minimum. Uh, I really, in my opinion, two games is a minimum. Uh, six games is a maximum. So I think my guess is it's going to settle in somewhere around four games because uh, I, I don't think there's, there's reason to go more for something without, without charges that he settled. Um, I, I really don't think it's going to get up to six. So the question is, can you, what can you do by missing a fourth of the season? Um, still get a guy that has the potential to be at least an RB2, if not a low-end RB1, uh, in PPRs down the road, I, I think he's still worth a uh, maybe you know sixth, seventh round pick as as an RB three, definitely as an RB four. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned that uh, I was just looking uh, at, at at his uh, ADP and, and where he went last night in the draft. And it's interesting because. Um, I took my third running back in the seventh round, seven nine. It was James Conner. He was like, pretty much the last workhorse. And the next running back taken two spots later was Alvin Kamara at, at seven seven eleven. Uh, I'm like you. I think I, I think more like he's going to get six games, but I could see four after he met with uh, Commissioner Goodell. Uh, my concern is the way he was used in Dennis Allen's offense yeah. last year. Um, you know, being used as, as a guy up the up the middle and not in space, and then they were bringing in Mark Ingram and throwing to him out in the flat. I'm like, well, isn't it supposed to be the opposite? <laughs> so I, I don't know. There, there was just one or two really good games by Kamara last year and a whole bunch of 7s, 8s, 9s, 10s in PPR leagues, just not getting enough passes thrown to him. I don't know. Things might change. I think they got David Carr there now, but, but uh, I mean, Derek Carr. Uh, but his, David, his brother's retired. <laughs> Derek Carr. <laughs> But uh, I, I'm not that high on Alvin Kamara. I don't think I, I don't think he's worth uh, with somebody like James Conner on the board. I'm not going to take Alvin Kamara there. I think he's worth more like an eighth or ninth round pick. But he, I wouldn't be surprised because his name recognition. He goes in, in the sixth or seventh round, and you know everybody likes people differently. Uh, one last note before we get to the short list of injuries: Dalvin Cook, free agent. He's still free agent. Yep. Drawing interest from Miami, drawing interest from the Patriots. Of course, they never pay their players, uh, uh, free agents, that is. Uh, the Jets brought them in for a visit. They, uh, there was word that they were maybe only off a million and all, but I think a lot of these teams are viewing him as a luxury. He left without a contract. Uh, he talked up the Jets. The Jets said that they liked him. Uh, Brees Hall is supposed to be back and returning to practice here in the next couple of weeks. It's still the start of August. Uh, what's your thoughts, Chris, on where uh, Dalvin Cook lands, and, and when do you draft him in a, in a draft? 
Yeah, Dalvin Cook is a great lottery pick for me. I said I, I personally am a little bit higher on him than most because I think wherever he signs, whenever he signs, whoever signs him is going to sign him to be an RB1, and he's going to put up RB1 numbers. He's proven that. Uh, it, no matter so whether he goes to Miami, the Jets, New England, uh, you know, Buffalo has, has kicked the tires on him. Wherever he goes, he's going to get the ball, and he's going to get the ball on the goal line especially. So I think he's a guy you draft as a late RB3, knowing you could get pop, uh, good, good output from him, especially if you went very wide receiver heavy or maybe drafted uh, a Kelsey in an early round and, and, you, and you only have one running back through five rounds, he's a great lottery ticket pick uh, to potentially go. He's a, he's a game changer. He's a, he's a uh, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for. He's a, uh, he's a league winner that you can get late that could put up much better numbers than where you drafted. Okay, uh, just for FYI, uh, people, last night in our draft, Dalvin Cook went into the sixth round, and that was about a half round before I took James Conner as my three. Uh, in the sixth, I took Joe Burrow, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later. And, of course, I made sure to grab a, a backup quarterback a little earlier than I normally would because of Burrow's injury. Anyway, let's get to real quick the, uh, the list key, uh, key injuries. If you want to see the complete list, so we have it at our site. Uh, premium subscribers do have it. Uh, quarterback Kyler Murray, torn ACL. Of course, he's still in the pup. He remains without a time uh, table to return. Some people uh, foolishly think he's going to start week one. I don't think so. I, I think there's a big chance he might not even play at all if they get halfway through the season and the team is 1-7. I don't think you're going to see Kyler Murray at all this year. Uh, running back Javonta Williams, torn, torn ACL. Uh, he was not placed on the pup. He, he he has no limitations. He says he's feeling good. The staff is holding him back, though. Uh, it's kind of questionable whether he's going to start in week one or play in week one. We shall see. Very early in August, August 2nd, that is. Alexander Madison uh, came up limping, uh, undisclosed injury. Uh, this happened, I think, uh, earlier today or yesterday. Uh, but the, the coaches think it's not serious. We'll update that as we hear more. Isaiah Pacheco uh, with the hand and the shoulder, uh, labrum there, uh, should be cleared for contract by, contact by uh, the 20th of August. Uh, the hand is not an issue anymore. They're just waiting on that shoulder to heal. Travion Williams, uh, one of the backups for Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. He's likely out a few weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, the big in news that struck just the start of the draft last night, and I drafted out of the nine hole, uh, Cooper Cup for the Rams uh, came up with a hamstring injury. He might miss a couple of weeks. Uh, that, as a result of that, he slipped from the third, fourth, fifth, sixth pick and went eight, one eight. Right before my pick, I took Austin Eckler after Cup went off the board. Um, interesting here. Garrett Wilson with the Jets ankle injury should return to practice this coming Saturday. He's been sitting for almost a week now. Uh, Calvin Ridley has a toe injury in Jacksonville, but he's been blowing things away in in in, uh, in the training camp. Uh, he's been he'll be limited uh, at practice over the next couple of practices here. Michael Thomas down in New Orleans, if you still believe in him, uh, ankle and toe injury. Uh, he said he's still not 100, percent but he's feeling good. Uh, they're, they're, he's, he's participating in camp, so we'll keep an eye on him. Unfortunately, over in Denver, Tim Patrick coming off a torn ACL, tore his Achilles, non-contact. He's out again, second year in a row. And I know, uh, Chris, you felt bad about that for Patrick. <laughs> uh, over yeah. in Houston, uh, Dalton Schultz uh, has a side injury, expected to return to practice soon. And, of course, the big one big one in IDP leagues, uh, cornerback Jalen Ramsey for the Dolphins, uh, ripped his knee. He had meniscus surgery. He's out until December. So anyway, we want to uh, remind everybody to check out our website, ffmastermind.com, and of course, check out our sponsor, MyFFPC, 
www.fantasyfootball.com uh, for all the uh, great uh, uh, main event, uh, high-stakes fantasy football, as well as cheaper and affordable fantasy leagues. We'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with assistance from the definitive fantasy football information service, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com. There's plenty of free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. Co-founder and CEO Michael Nazarek has several decades of experience, including winning four consecutive SI.com Experts League Championships, along with tens of thousands of dollars playing in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy football content updated daily, which give you the edge you need to legitimately claim championship. Championship! Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, if you check out our website, ffmastermind.com, you'll notice that our flagship uh, feature is still our NFL Quick Bits, updated on a daily basis, constantly updated throughout the day. This is absolutely free. You can bookmark that page and check out and check it and get all the latest inform- injury injury information during the preseason. Absolutely free. Of course, we're still uh, tracking free agents as they sign player movement trackers, free eye and sky scanner reports uh, for the NFL teams, including those for the Indianapolis Colts, covered by Chris Rito. Uh, of course, for our premium subscribers, we've updated our master's list, customizable cheat sheet, our MCP board, and executive draft master drafting software uh, version two of the preseason draft guide has already been released. It was released last Friday with 17 articles. It's 368 pages of easy listening, easy reading, <laughs> easy listening. Hopefully, easy listening uh, right now. Uh, anyway, the price is 19.95. Uh, the price of a pizza, a large pizza with everything on it. Uh, several more articles are coming for the guide, including uh, our uh, series of perfect drafts. Our premium summer race uh, Pro Bowl package, which is everything except the executive draft master. That means the guide, the, all the updates, all the rankings, all the updated rankings, uh, the customizable cheat sheets, the MCP board, uh, and the weekly newsletters is forty nine ninety five. If you add the executive draft master drafting software, that's a Super Bowl package, fifty nine ninety five. And please follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. Yes, I'm staying on Twitter. Uh, threads, we'll see. Uh, but right now, I'm tweeting on Twitter at FF Mastermind. Now, let's get right to the top ten quarterbacks. Chris, hit me with your uh, top three quarterbacks of 2023 well, for fantasy football. Yeah, we don't have to go into a lot of detail because it's pretty much the same top three for everybody, but I'm going to start with Josh Allen. Three straight years, the overall number one at points per game. No signs of slowing down. Um, I, I think, you know, he's, he's going to be fine. you got to have him number one just because of his consistency. Um, he's still a goal line stud. Patrick Mahomes is a solid number two, and I actually even thought about moving him up. Um, with very mediocre wide receiver options last year after losing Tyreek Hill, he became a better NFL passer. He spread the ball around, aside from Kelsey, and he still has Kelsey, which alone puts him in the top five quarterbacks. This guy averages 300 yards per game for his career and 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns for his five years as a starter. That's, that's just insane. Um, and then I've got Jalen Hurts, number three. Um, I predicted his explosion last year, and I was happy with that because I got him in a lot of leagues. Um, he's got everybody coming back, a wide receiver duo that's amongst one of the league's best. 
Um, I don't think he's ready to take that next step into that Mahomes-Allen echelon yet because I think it remains to be seen what he can do with Shane Steichen gone and with some new faces in the backfield. But the changes in the backfield might actually give him a chance to have just as many goal line looks and avoid that obvious regression from his league-best 13 rushing scores. Yep. Okay, I hear my top five, and my top three are your top three exactly as they are. Uh, people looking back might say, well, wait a minute, Patrick Mahomes finished ahead of Josh Allen with the point totals last year. But you got to remember, Josh Allen had that elbow injury, and as soon as that hit, yes, he played through it. Uh, but instead of putting up 28, 30, 35-point games every week, he was doing 23s and 25s. Uh, and that's where uh, Patrick uh, kind of uh, you know passed him, but we can't uh, forecast injuries. I think uh, Josh is going to be good, and if he stays healthy, he'll be number one. Uh, my number four uh, last week was Joe Burrow. This week is Justin Herbert, uh, strictly basically because of the injury to Joe Burrow's calf. Uh, we want to make sure that he's okay, and he probably will end up starting the season a little bit slow because of that. I remember last year he didn't play because of an appendectomy, and he did start the season kind of slow, slower than a, an elite uh, set quarterback but he ended up uh you know in the top uh four there uh i like justin herbert this year because i mean they've got a new offensive coordinator they've got all their weapons healthy uh they got a new wide receiver rookie wide receiver it's going to come in and contribute immediately keenan allen and mike williams should stay healthy and of course there's always austin eckler's going to catch a ton of passes and and uh justin remember he also got hit in the chest uh early in the season last year dealt with that so if he stays healthy i don't see any reason why he's not a top four or five quarterback here this year and and uh, so that's, those, those are my number four is Herbert, and number five is Burrow. So how about your uh, next, uh, let's see, next two, Chris, number four, number five? Yeah, my, my number four is Justin also, but it's Justin Fields. Uh, his ADP is currently quarterback six and rising all summer. Um, but he, you know, I went back and looked. He led the league in NFL quarterbacks in rushing last year by a long shot. He was second in rushing touchdowns only to Hurts. It finished quarterback seven despite a very pedestrian wide receiver crew, poor passing offense, it finished 26th in passing yards and 18th in passing touchdowns, still finished QB seven. His stats as his first full year starting were very comparable to Josh Allen's 2019 first full year as a starter and Jalen Hurts two years ago, each of which were spurred to a huge breakout by the addition of an alpha dog wide receiver. You know, you've got Diggs going to Buffalo. you got Brown going to Philadelphia. Now he gets D.J. Moore. Is he a great NFL quarterback? No, but he's going to be a top-end fantasy option. And then right behind him, I have Lamar Jackson. Those same dual-threat capabilities, unlike anything else in the league until, you know, guys like Fields and Allen started to come along. He averaged 1,100 yards and seven rushing touchdowns for two years, and he was on that same pace the last two years despite missing the last five games uh, each season. So he's like getting an extra running back in your lineup uh, as long as he's in your lineup, you know, for the last two years. So despite a longer history and a better passing skill set, his recent fragility puts him just behind the younger and bigger fields on my ranking. Okay. Uh, the next three on my list, number six, Justin Fields. Like you like Justin Fields a little bit better than I do. I just uh, want to see a little bit more uh, of him. Uh, of course, there's no doubting how, he, how well he played the last half of last year. Uh, I just go with a little bit more consistency in terms of how many years they've been playing and all, but he does, certainly does have top five potential. Number seven, uh, Lamar Jackson. I've always had an issue with uh, his accuracy of passing and the lack of a really good talent at wide receiver there. They've upgraded that a little bit this year, but of course, uh, also uh, Mark uh, Andrews had health in, health problems late last year, and of course, so did Lamar. So that's why I've got him down at seven. I just not really high on him. My number eight guy is a guy that I will draft, no doubt, if I don't get it. 
either Herbert or Burrow earlier, or of course, you know, one of the top three, and that's Trevor Lawrence coming off such a big improvement year. Uh, he got rid of Urban Meyer, everything went great in Jacksonville. Uh, he was a bomb, especially the last half of last year. And this is a guy you can wait until the sixth, seventh, eighth round uh, in your fantasy league to draft as QB eight or so, eight or nine. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the guy there. I like him at number eight. What's the uh, rest of your top uh, ten, Chris? Well, I've got Joe Burrow down there at six. Like I said, you, you, all the reasons you talked about him being great, and I've talked about some of the reasons I moved him just a skosh behind these guys who put up so many rushing yards, Jackson and Fields and, uh, and, uh, and Josh, Josh Allen, guys like that. That little cap tweak makes me a little nervous to move him ahead of those guys. I had him just behind him anyway, so I got Joe Burrow at a very solid number six. Uh, I got Justin Herbert at seven. Like, you, you know, you talked about all the reasons that, that you had him up at four. I'm just – I can't – leapfrog him over all those guys that are posting near a thousand yards rushing. Um, he does have, you know, great weapons. He's got an AFC West schedule. So his passing volume is going to stay high in this high octane offense. He's pretty much finished the quarterback six or seven for his three seasons. I see him safely slotting in there again. I like Dak Prescott at number eight. Um, he did lead the league in picks last season, despite missing five and a half games, but that's kind of an anomaly for his career. So I expect that to regress back. His worst season as a pro, and he was still quarterback seven in points per game after coming back from his injury in week eight, and he led the league in touchdown passes from week eight to the end of the year. So he's a consistent scorer. I think he might get some more goal line work without, with the loss of goal line heavy Zeke Elliott, and I think Brandon Cooks as a number one A receiver will make the defenses very unable to cover all the guys on the outside. Great high floor guy with a high weekly ceiling. I like Deshaun Watson, number nine. Um, he had the best career quarterback rating in NFL history, better than A.A. Rod, Brady, and Mahomes until he nearly lost, nearly two lost seasons, and then a weak effort when he came back midseason last year. First four seasons of the starter had him averaging 26 points per game and never outside the top seven for fantasy. I don't think he's going to do that because of the, uh, the rushing uh, offense he's in and the game script won't be behind like he was in Houston, but he's absolutely going to be a top ten finisher, um, and he has a high floor due to his rushing totals as well. And my number ten is Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he's being drafted as a mid-range quarterback, too, according to ADP. And there's a bargain to be had here for those that wait on him. Uh, I'm sure the concussion fears are scaring people off, but his points per game was right up there with the likes of guys like Joe Burrow last year. Um, they Simply put, they've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, the two of the top 12 PPR receivers each of the last two years. So, And they play to his strengths with that dump-off game. With that wide receiver explosiveness, he's an even better best ball backup uh, with potential for – or best ball player, excuse me, with potential for lots of big plays and big weeks. I really like Tua as a guy that's going to outperform his draft position. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the rest of my top ten, uh, number nine, Dak Prescott, for many of the reasons that you have there. Uh, I love the addition of Brandon Cooks there, and hopefully Michael Gallup's another year uh, healthier, you know, coming off of that uh, torn ACL. And number ten for me is Kirk Cousins, Mr. Consistency, outside of one really bad game that he always has on seemingly national television with Sunday night or Monday night football <laughs> when he plays a really tough team on the road and he gets pressured. He folds like a cheap suit, <laughs> and you're looking at about five or six points but outside of that he's pretty much 21 22 23 points solid and he'll have a couple of games in the 30s uh with justin jefferson and tj honkinson now i know they got rid of adam Thielen, but kj osborne and they got the rookie uh, wide receiver there too so 
I like that. Anyway, let's move on over to uh, offer a couple of sleepers and or overrated uh, creepers at the quarterback position. I'm going to start this out real quick. Uh, I've already mentioned uh, one of my top guys. He's in our obvious sleeper categories, Trevor Lawrence. If you don't get an elite quarterback, you can wait and get Trevor Lawrence. His ADP, depending on the, on the league uh, here, uh, can go anywhere from round five early uh, to round eight or nine. Uh, and like I said, uh, I, he went last uh, last night after I took Burrow, the next guy took uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence in round six. So, uh, And you can uh, probably get solid uh, QB1 numbers from Trevor. Another, another guy I like this, this year that you can wait real late to draft as your backup or maybe even a number three is Bryce Young because uh, he's the Alabama quarterback. And, of course, uh, everybody knows I love Alabama because I used to live there. Uh, big Crimson Tide fan. I saw him, watched him uh, every game that he played. Uh, Great command of the offense down there. Also in Carolina, of course, they got a lot of new talent there. That's where Adam Thielen went, DJ Chark, uh, Mingo. I mean, they got a lot of guys there, and I think uh, Bryce is going to uh, surprise a lot of people. You might want to start. You won't want to start him immediately and all, but I, I think he's going to have plenty of games in the 20s by the time midseason comes. If your starter is injured, you might end up be start, starting uh, Bryce Young and be surprised at what you can get. How about you, Chris? A couple of guys that uh, you think are underrated. Well, Jared Goff, I mean, he's been dipped even while he was in L.A. leading him to a Super Bowl, uh, but he's had a winning record, ton of productivity, and this team, Lions team, frankly, has better offensive overall talent than some of those Rams squads did. I mean, he's, he was a solid QB9, over 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns with only seven picks last year. So, I mean, I don't, I don't – and that's without having Jamison Williams almost all season. So, they added a couple of rookies, which should be good weapons, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, younger versions of Hawkinson and Swift. We'll get Williams back at full speed in week seven. Marvin Jones, a sneaky, valuable pick, returning to Detroit for the receiving crew. And I don't think the defense is going to be any better, so there's going to be shootouts again. Um, it also doesn't hurt. He finishes with three dome games during weeks 15 and 17, so he avoids cold, cold weather. He's going to outperform his QB19 draft rating. And then I kind of like the, uh, the young rookie here in Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, raw, unproven, weak receiving crew, rookie, all through. But he's a physical freak, 6'4", 244, cannon arm, runs like a deer. He's got a coach that helped Justin Herbert as a rookie, as well as developing an offense to highlight a guy similar to him in Jalen Hurts. All of his attributes sound just like Josh Allen when he came out of college. And can you imagine what Allen would have done with a running back like Jonathan Taylor behind him to attract attention on the RPOs? Or last year's Eagles, if Hurts had been 3 inches and 30 pounds bigger with better speed and a deeper arm? Richardson's rushing potential and likely negative game script We'll have him amassing some significant fantasy stats above and beyond even his early career ability limitations. Okay, a couple of uh, overrated creepers or whatnot. Uh, a lot of people think that Russell Wilson's going to have a really big rebound year with Sean Payton now as a head coach, and I think he might rebound a little bit, but coming off of the low that he was, it's, it's going to be hard not to rebound. His ADP right now is ninth, tenth round. That's way too high, in my, in my opinion. You can get a younger, more athletic uh, running uh, quarterback at that time. I mean, maybe you got Daniel Jones. So I'm avoiding Russell Wilson, ADP nine, ten in, in that time. And also uh, Jimmy G uh, can't seem to stay healthy the entire year. He always gets a foot injury, ankle injury. Uh, something's going on there. His ADP is 14 or 15, so you know he's going to be available late in your draft. But if you're waiting to draft a backup and you've got somebody like Mahomes or Hurts, I would. I would still avoid Jimmy G because you still want to have somebody who's going to play all uh, 17 games this year, and I don't think that's going to happen with him. How about you? A couple of overrated guys uh, for you, Chris, this year. Let's start with Geno Smith. I love what he did last year. He was a true inspiration on the field. He played very good NFL quarterback, led his team. I do think his stats last year were a little bit misleading. 
He loaded up early in the season against some really terrible pass defenses and then was involved in a string of shootouts that gave him some artificially high volume. Uh, I think this young defense has gelled some, and then he faced some good teams late in the year, and he was very pedestrian as a fantasy force. I can see this this defense, like I said, improving, and for Pete Carroll to run, if at all possible, except on the goal line in the Super Bowl. So I think his volume and opportunity might come back down. And it's just hard for me to put a lot of faith in a repeat performance for a guy that had his first decent season as a 31-year-old journeyman. Um, love the guy, just don't think he can repeat from the fantasy perspective. And then Daniel Jones, I've seen him being drafted as a borderline starter for reasons I just can't understand. Uh, Last year was the first time he's topped either 3,200 yards passing or 500 yards rushing in his four years as a starter, and he barely did that in the air. His surrounding cast has not improved, nor has anything else about his situation. Can anyone tell me why he has his highest ADP ever? Uh, It's worth noting he is much better with Barkley on the field, But even at that, he's still only averaging a little more than one passing touchdown per game with Saquon present. So I just think he's a little bit overdrafted right now. Okay. Well, uh, that wraps up our quarterback preview for 2023. Thank you for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Michael Nazarek. We'll see you all next week when the running back position from a fantasy perspective is previewed for 2023. Good night and good luck to everyone drafting this week. I know it's early, but, yep, hit those – Hit the books hard, study, and uh, have fun drafting this week. We'll, we'll see you next week. Football! Football? You know, a physical sport. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazareth, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Good day, sir!